Hello and welcome again to Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard, and we thank you for joining us as we go into the Word of God again today. And we continue today with our series on prayer, and today it's going to be on prayer and praise. Again, we're going to think, uh, study today and think about, speak about uh, prayer and praise. And we're going to start in the book of Psalms, Psalms 100, and let's read that as we, uh, as we go into the study today. And I pray that you would get understanding. And the Bible says, and we'll, one day we'll go into a study, a study of the book of uh, Proverbs. It says in uh, Proverbs, says, in all you're getting, get understanding. And again, I think that prayer is one of the most uh, misunderstood, but yet most practiced thing that uh, believers do. Even not only believers, but non-believers. That uh, they're calling on, whether they're calling on their God. And, uh, but I want to focus on the God of all. And God, as he manifests himself in the world, as in the earth, rather, as, as Jesus, Jesus taught us how to pray. That's how we begin to study in Matthew, the sixth chapter, in the 10th verse, uh, ninth and 10th verse. And we'll circle back to that at the end of our study today. But um, I just want to get started today and let you know that uh, this whole, the subject, or this, the title of this, of this uh, program is Journeys in Grace. And I believe that grace is shown from Genesis all the way to Revelation. As again, as God revealed himself in Christ, Christ can be seen in the Old Testament. The Bible says that uh, the Old Testament was written for our learning, meaning it is our example. Uh, Paul called it our schoolmaster. In other words, it's that for us that we may learn from uh, their triumphs or their, well, their failures. And as we read the Bible, we see that God pulled the covers back on everything. And it's up to us to dig into the scriptures and see these things. But when we read, we see uh, the failure of Abraham. The Bible says that he's our, our father of faith. But yet, we see grace was there. Well, although Abraham um, cowardly offered his wife up, uh, said that she was his sister when indeed she was his wife, and two kings took her. But yet, God still blessed Abraham, not because he... Uh, not that he um, um, uh, was pleased with what Abraham had did, but God had made a covenant. And when God makes a covenant, it's unbreakable. And if you read in uh, Psalms 89:34, he said, my covenant will I, he said, I can't break. He said, I can't alter the things that have gone out of my lips. If God says a thing, he must do it. And when he offered up Jesus for us as New Testament believers, we have to understand that he never leaves us nor forsakes us. But there are keys for us to drawing out and and getting it and, and and experiencing the best of God. And again, he showed us these things in the Old Testament. They were written for our learning. And as we study them, as we seek them out, meditate upon the word of God, we will see that grace was also in the Old Testament. There was grace in prayer. And God would just beginning to just show himself to the people of God. And here it was the, uh, the Hebrews as they had gone into the promised land. We'll get, we'll get to that. But here in uh, Psalms 100, let's read how what uh, the, 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 the psalmist began to talk to us about in Psalms 104. He said, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his course with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Psalms 104. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his course with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. 
And we know that blessing the Lord is not just saying, bless the Lord, bless the Lord, which is good. But blessing the Lord is telling him how good he is. Uh, what an awesome God he's done. Just talking to him about what, what, uh, what, not only what he's done, but what he's going to do. About our present situation and we can see him. And how if we look back over what the, what, how he delivered us, how he, how he blessed us, how he kept us, how he worked things out when we didn't think that there was a way out. Yet somehow, some way, God always brings us out on top. So the psalmist is saying here, he said, when you come in to his presence, when you come into, a, into, the, into, the, into the courts of God, have a praise on your lips. Be thankful for who he is and what he does and tell him about it. That's what a worship is. And I believe that is another part and a most and the most important part of, of prayer. When we come to God in our private time, when it's just he and us and we are and, and, and you're communicating with God, I believe the most important thing that, as I begin to concentrate and to do these things, uh, my prayer life now is, is so much freer because when I come, I come with an open mind that uh, prayer time is together time. It's uh, a word that many people don't like today, but it's intimate time. It's where God can tell you about, uh, about what his plans are for you, but you also can pour out your heart to him. For he knows everything. Yes, he does. But he wants us to put voice to what we're talking about, what we're, what we're feeling, and letting God know that, Lord, uh, I'm, I'm going to praise you. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm thankful for what you've done. And then you make your petition. But I think uh, even if you came to somebody's house and you don't just run to the table, you first you make talk. You talk to them about uh, whatever, whatever your relationship may be. You know, if you tell them, you know, how beautiful that house is, or, or you're thankful for them inviting you over for dinner, and how that, uh, you know, you, you, you're thankful for the fellowship, and you're thankful for the relationship. And I believe that's what God wants us to do. Whenever we come to into his presence, no matter what the petition we're going to make, because God knows about the situation, but it's, it's faith for us. And I believe the greatest act of faith for any believer for us was when we believed the word that was preached. Paul spoke about it. He said that through the foolishness of the preaching of the gospel to the world, for a man to get up who has faults just like you have, but for him to say, if you believe the words that I speak, because it's not the preacher's word, it's God's word. And if you can believe the priest's word, then faith of the faith of God will enter into you and, 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 and propel you into and push you into and receive you into the family of God. But all of this comes through uh, and, and can be pushed forward by our understanding of the praise and how important worship is in prayer. That when we just, again, is in our private time, and this is what the psalmist is saying, being thankful, being thankful and being uh, uh, being full of, of the knowledge to know that he loved me. See, when you know that God loved you, he knows everything about you. He knew before you discovered your problems, he already knew about the problem. But he was just waiting for the, for the best time for them to be revealed to you so you can see yourself and then you can put that issue on the altar. God knows about the previous, our previous life. But yet, when those hurts and when those thoughts come up, 
And then we begin to, you know, Satan is the condemner of the brethren. He will condemn you. He will bring your previous life up. He will, uh, uh, thoughts will come and, and you say, why am I thinking about this? The accuser will come. But yet, Jesus is already taking care of it. The Bible said Christ died once, dieth no more. You don't have to have a new sacrifice. Jesus is that sacrifice. And that's why we should be thankful and praise, and because God is praiseworthy. He is worthy of the praise and of the worship that we give to him because he's God. And, to, and, to, and for him to give his sons to, to, to us to when we didn't even know how to love ourselves. He then, he then, that's when, that's why I lift my hands and I glorify him and I thank him. Not because I'm so good, but because he's so good. And he still loved me. And he knows all of my secrets. Things that I wouldn't dare tell anyone else. He knows all of your secrets. And yet he still loves you. And again, going back to uh, Psalms 104, it says, enter into his gates. When he's talking about into the gates and into his courts, he said, you are in the very presence of God. That's our gift to him. That's the only worthy thing we can give is our praise. God owns everything. Everything belongs to him. What are you going to give God? We can give him praise and we can give him and we can worship him. We can worship him because he is worthy. And, and, and just in my meditation this week, uh, this week or last week, whenever it might have been, it's just that prayer must become our present pillow. Prayer must become our present pillow. Just think on that. Just, 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 just think on it. Because when you, when you have a comfortable pillow, you know, when you have a comfortable pillow, you want to take it everywhere. You got to go somewhere to sleep. You say, man, I wish I could. You don't want to, if you're sleeping in someone's house, you, you don't want to bring your bed living to someone else's house. But, uh, because, but when you have a favorite pillow, you know, if I get in my bed, my bed is, you know, some of us has, you know, you have the electronic bed, but it can, it, it, it's, it's conformed to your body. And it can heat, heat you up or cool you off, whatever that case may be. But it's your place of comfort and rest. And where you can get a, you can be ready for the next morning because you, uh, uh, you've rested that night. That's what prayer and praise is. It's the place that we go to where we have the confidence in. Knowing that as I enter into praise, as I enter into worship, and as I make my my uh, 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 my, my my adoration and love of God, you enter to that place of intimacy with Him, where we know He knows me, He loves me, and He's given me the confidence that that whatever I ask of Him is already done. So let's move on now. But again. Prayer must be our present uh, pillow. The scripture to go along with that, Jesus said, man should always pray. Always a worship. And someone said, man, I got, I got, uh, I got a job to do. Uh, we got children to take care of. I got uh, phone calls to make. But you know, as I often say, many of us, even though we may have all those things to do, when there's an issue, when you have a sick child or there's a situation in your home or, or there's a money financial situation that, you may, that you've got to deal with, we can think of those things all day. The same way you can worry about that problem all day is the same way we can, we can have a, a worship within us. Thank you, Lord, for just giving me this job. 
although times may be difficult, and I've got things piled up on my desk, uh, on my to-do list. Yet I know, in the end, everyone will be completed successfully, and you will give me the answer for every situation. Thank you, Lord, for being there and for, for providing for my, my family. Thank you, Lord. I know my son may not be feeling well today, but by your stripes, he was healed, Jesus. All is well for my son. Thank you. Because then you are giving him praise and worship. You are talking to him about who he is and what he's done. The scripture said, praise steals the enemy. Satan hates for us to give God's glory. Because that's the one thing that he wanted. One of the things that he wanted. Isaiah uh, 14 said, one of, the, one, of the, one of the I wills that Satan said was, he said, I will be like the most high. He said, I'm going to ascend above the, his throne. He wanted to be just like God. He is so jealous, so envious. He hates it when you, when, when, when we will by faith, when we don't see the victory. I can, you, you can just hear him say, why are they doing this? I'm aggravating them. I put sickness on them. I've, 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 I'm touching, I've touched their, their job. They're laid off now. She has cancer now. Why is, why is she praising God? That report you got that said that, that, that you, you, you don't have but six weeks to live. Your mom don't have but uh, uh, a few days to live. And yet you praise God and say, Lord, not for the cancer that they may have or not for the bad report. You say, Lord, all's well. When you have the confidence to know that your loved one knows God, Yes, you, we want them to stay here. Yes, we want them to uh, always be there to, but well, we can ring them up and say, hey, mom, hi, dad, uh, how are you doing? Or when you, we go to them and, uh, and we, we talk to them and say, it's just so good to hear your voice. Or you get to hug them and kiss them. Oh, what a wonderful thing. But when you know that they know God and Christ is their savior, you have the confidence and you have the peace to know, my God, and not only can he keep me in life, but he'll keep me in death as well. Paul said it this way. He said, if in this life, if only in this life I have hope, he said, then I'm a man most miserable. Because Paul, look, he, he recognized, as we all do, everything's temporary. Everything you see is temporary. If you can touch it, if you can feel it, it's temporary. It will vanish away. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. Maybe not next year or 10 years from now. But everything you see, if you can touch it or feel it, it's going to vanish away. But the praise and, and the glory of God will take all of us to a new level. He'll take you to something else better than what you have. You might have lost a parent. God will give you godly parents. He will give you uh, uh, people in your life that will love you. They will, they will, that will speak to you and tell you about and take you to an experience. No, it's not. It may not. Uh, uh, it's not the, 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 the love of your mother because your mother now is gone. And he or, or the love of your father now is gone. Your natural father. But God is able to give you that, 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 that person in your life that will speak love to you, that will speak peace to you. And if you don't get anyone, the Bible says there is a friend. That will stick closer than a brother. And his name is Jesus. Alright let's go on now. Uh, but again that thought. If we keep prayer. As our present pillow. Resting on it. 
trusting in it with confidence that what I that that he that promised is also able to provide. If God promised it, he will provide for it. And and when we have the ability to know that whatever we ask, he whatever our request, God's already done it. For our rest is not the bed we sleep in. It's the God that we believe in. Our rest is not the bed we sleep in. It's the God we believe in. And as we meditate on God's word, and we, and as we meditate and we begin to see the victory, you can get the victory. Because if you can see it, if you can visualize what you are praying about, and you begin to get into the word of God and just think about the Lord. This is why you see yourself healthy. You see yourself out of this present house. You see your new house. You see yourself putting the key in the door. Or if you have one of those electronic doors entering in the code or putting your hand up so, and, and on the uh, sensor so that the door open automatically. If you can see yourself in your new place, in your, I'm not just talking about a new house or a new car, but if you can see yourself and where you are going, you will get there. The Bible says, without a vision, the people perish. You don't just need a thought. You need a vision. You need to visualize yourself and where you go. And you can do that in prayer. Prayer is meditation. In other words, meditation is another form of prayer. See, this is how we can pray always. That's what Jesus said. Man said, uh, the word of God said, man should pray always. Always. So let's go on. Let's go to Isaiah, the, 20, the 12th chapter and the second verse. Uh, the book of Isaiah, prophet Isaiah, the 12th chapter. And we're going to start reading it in the uh, uh, second verse. And Isaiah says, 12 verse 2. Just a second. Let me get let me get uh, Isaiah twelve two. I got the I got the long verse pulled up. Isaiah twelve and verse two, and it says, "Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust Him and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah, the Lord God, is my strength and what and my song. He also has become my salvation, because salvation means more. It not only means my uh uh." My his his is my the saving of my soul, but salvation the word salvation in in the Greek I believe is sojo sozo, it means healing, it means prosperity, it means uh uh not only salvation, and other things that that word is is more in salvation is more in Jesus than just saving you, but he wants to bless you, he wants to heal you, he wants to deliver you, and not only save you. All these things are there for us. They're in the storehouse, as I heard one of my favorite preachers say. There is a storehouse of blessing. There's a storehouse that God has already provided. The only thing we have to do is draw it out. And the third verse says, Therefore with joy shall we draw water out of the wells of salvation. We can draw out prosperity. Draw out healing. Draw out deliverance. But you have to, we do it with praise and with worship. He said, with, draw, with joy, with praise, with worship unto him, we draw waters out of the wells of salvation. He said, in the day that you say, praise the Lord, call on him, 
make his make his uh, call upon his name, declare his doing among the people, and make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord. Singing is a praise as a part of prayer. Singing should be a part to where you just talk to God, and it's not about how well you sing. Just sing. Just make uh, uh, a singing praise and, and singing uh, a worship song and just telling God how good he is and how thankful you are about what he's doing in your life, what he's done in your life, and what you see him doing. You can play music and sing with it. I'm not saying let the music sing. You sing. You sing with it. Whatever you need to do. But it's your time. No, I'm not making a, 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 this format, I mean, a, a, a law or whatever, for these are things you got to do in prayer. But these things should be at one point or time. You should have a time of where you talk to God, where you listen to God, where you take time out to be quiet before him. Hezekiah, as he began to seek the Lord, he said, he said there are some answers I need from the Father. There's some things that, uh, not Hezekiah, um, Habakkuk, I'm sorry, uh, Habakkuk began to, uh, the prophet Habakkuk began to talk, uh, let's believe it, in the, in, the, uh, in the second chapter of Habakkuk, he began to talk about, he was looking for an answer. And this is Habakkuk too. I wasn't planning on going, but this is something that just came, he said, uh, he said, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and I will watch to see what he will say to me. And what I shall answer when I am reproved. If he were watching and standing, that means he had to be quiet. He said, I'm going to watch. I'm going to listen. Have my time of meditation. And whether it was an audible voice or a voice on the inside, he said the second voice, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain upon tables that he may run that reason. So the prophet said, I'm going to wait. I'm going to watch. I'm going to listen. The listening part is something that, that, that is implied. He didn't say I was going to live, but he had to. He had to be, he was waiting. He said, I'm going to stand here. And I'm going to wait on God. And again, for the believer, our waiting, New Testament believer, our waiting is not a, a stationary position. It's we continue on in our everyday life. You keep living. You don't get in the bed and say, Lord, I need to be healed. If you can get up, by faith, we, 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 we prepare ourselves for the day and we move forward. By faith. You know, you don't have the money and, and, and maybe maybe God will send, maybe God will, somebody will send you an unexpected check. Maybe somebody will bring some money by the house. But you just know by faith. I don't know how God's going to do it, but it's already done. I receive it by faith. These are the practical things that I, my, my prayer is that I get and, and, and that you are receiving is that know that the Bible is more than just us listening to it. The Bible is only affected for us when we apply it. If we don't apply what we've learned, then what good is the word? It must be, the word must become practical. In other words, something that I can practice. The Bible speaks about exercising your faith. It's about reason of use. See, reason of use means that that's called exercising. 
So if, if, if I'm going to believe God, I've got to exercise my faith. Maybe you need a house, you need a car, you need a job, you need, uh, uh, you know, your credit is jacked up. Maybe the first thing you need to do is, you know, one thing that I would suggest is, say, okay, let's go get a job. Then do the one, do one of the first things when you begin to get money is you got to exercise your faith to give. The scripture says, give and it shall be given. The first thing the natural mind says, that is crazy. You're trying to save money to get out of debt, to get your car or get you a house or, you know, get, get your credit built up. And that's another story, but uh, another uh, subject. But but just to stay on, on, on point is that the world would say, how can you get more by giving? How does more come to me when I get money and then I give it a portion of it away? But Jesus said, give and it shall be given, heaped up, pressed down, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. Again, it may not be somebody giving you a check. It could be a raise on the job. It could be uh, 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 bills canceled. It could be an inheritance. It could be a promotion. But know this, that as you give in faith, not as you give being pressured, that's not a gift. That's like the mafia. Sometimes we go to church and we feel like we've been, you know, like the mafia got a gun to our head. If you don't give this, you're going to hell. You're going to lose this. You're going to lose that. You're going you're gonna, to uh, uh, suffer this. You're going to get sick. Uh, God's going to make your children sick. He's going to take your car. going to destroy your marriage. That's not God. Jesus said, no fountain gives forth bitter and sweet waters. But when we are uh, uh, but when the man and woman of God are led by God and we go to the scripture and not only the man, and, and I'm talking about man and woman of God, I'm talking about you. If you are a believer, you are a woman or you are a man of God and God will speak to you just like he does the preacher. But we know that the preacher, uh, he or she have the call on their life. I'm one, I'm one of them. But my point is, you need to get a word. You need to get a word for your life so that when you hear what's being preached, you take the scripture and you meditate on it and say, Lord, how did this apply to me? How, Lord, teach me of this. Give me understanding about what I read and then expect to receive the revelation of what God has for you. You know, it may not be a paragraph. It may just be. Make praise your present pillow. Make prayer and praise your present pillow. Rest in it. How can you have confidence in what you say if you don't know what God has already promised? Because when you pray what he has said, you have confidence to know that he's going to do. Because God is not a man that he should lie. Should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. So if God has said a thing and you can take that scripture and apply it to your life, say, okay, Lord, you said you're not a man. You said you would bless me. So, I, Lord, I give by faith. I don't give to get, Father, but I give out of obedience and out of love and confidence knowing that you bless the seed of my hand. And I don't just give today, but I pray, Lord, not out of, I give not out of pressure, but I give out of thanksgiving of what you've given to me. 
And every time you give, whether it's a special offering, whether it's a free will offering, whether you're paying your tithe, you should give your tithe out of uh, out of, of love and obedience. Not because you got a gun. You feel like God's got a, God's got a gun to your head saying, I'm going to kill you if you don't pay your tithe. I'm going to curse you. Jesus is Jesus was our curse. He was cursed because the Bible says, Cursed be he that hangeth on the tree. Every curse that, that, that could come upon man, Jesus took it for us. So no witch, no wizard, no man can curse you as a believer. Jesus became your curse. I'm free. Does that mean that you shouldn't pray tithes? You should pay tithes out of a willing heart. The Bible said uh, God loved the cheerful giver. But if you're giving tithes out of a gritted teeth, I'm giving this curse. I'm going to take your tithe. God said, if you're not giving it cheerfully, keep it. God loves a cheerful giver. Again, I'm trying to make things practical. So that sometimes we don't know why our prayers aren't being answered. It's because we, whatever we're presenting to God, we present them in the wrong spirit. Some folks come to church and say, well, I'm just going to hear, I'm just going to hear the word. And they'll purposely, every service, get there. And say, well, no, pastor gets there, the church starts at 10, pastor gets there about 11.15, I'll be there about the, uh, 11.05. Crowd will be finished, I mean, crowd singing the last song, pastor preaching. But you know what? Hopefully you've gotten the message. Prayer and praise is for God. The word is for you. So what you decided to do was, you know what? I'm just kind of getting mine. It's all about me. Corporate worship has power. Has as, as when you when we come together, the Lord said, Well, two or three are gathered together in my name, I shall be in the midst. Doesn't matter if you don't have a band or, or, or a concert, a concert a choir, or a, you know a twenty-five piece band or, or a music department. It's all about the house of God and the people of God coming together in praise and in worship. Again, I hope out of this you understand that the Bible is not just a book to read; it's a Bible for us to apply. And I, when I talk about prayer and praise, I'm speaking about when we come before him, come before his presence, come into the presence of God. Because when you go into prayer, God goes with you. When you go to work, God goes with you. When you go out to dinner, God goes with you. But when you go to prayer, it's your time to be with your heavenly father. Knowing that when I ask anything, in the name of his son, Jesus, he's going to answer it. So it's quite natural again, as I, as I end up today, when you come in someone's house, you come joyful, you're giving, you're giving compliments, you're being thankful for the invite. But for us, we should be thankful for the death of God's son, how he died for us, gave to us. Now, I can give you praise and thanksgiving and worship, Lord for what you've already done. And now circling all the way back to the book of Matthew, the, ninth, the uh, uh, sixth chapter, you see what Jesus said. He said, he began to talk on prayer. 
Matthew 6 and 9. He said, Be not left for like them. He's talking about the hypocrite. He said, For your father knows what things you have need of before you ask him. That was the eighth verse. Ninth verse says, After this manner, therefore pray, O our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He's saying, Lord, we worship you, we praise you, we exalt you, and whatever again, it's not a script that you got to follow, but it's time that we give to God, we listen to him, and we recognize praise is a part of my prayer time. And whatever format that you and God work out, work it out. But no, praise must be a part of what we bring to him in prayer, in our corporate fellowship. Don't skip the praise and worship to get what you want. It's like eating just trying to get the dessert. But you need your daily bread. And, 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 and that is the preaching. But why not be thankful for he, uh, to the cook, we would say to the chef, the one who prepared it, by saying thank you for what you prepared. And I just want to, before we, before I eat, I know it's going to be good. And then you can draw from the preacher. You can draw from him or her who's bringing forth the words. Oh, Lord, I need a, I, 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 I need to, uh, I need, I need my faith built up today. And of course, you got to stay in the word. Of course, faith is built up by uh, prayer and fasting and praying in tongues and all those other things. But God has also given us another tool in the toolbox, which is praise and worship. Not only in corporate worship, but also in prayer. I pray that you got something out of the word of God today. And I pray it's, it's uh, something else that you would just take time out to meditate the scriptures that I've given. And God, let God speak to you about adding. And if, you know, if you're doing this some, adding more. Making prayer and praise a part of not only of your prayer life, but of your daily life. Father, we thank you for this time. We pray and, and know that you bless those who are here today. We pray, God, for every petition and for everything. that Those who hear this message today, that there will be miracles, signs, and wonders. That you will show yourself strong in them, O oh Lord. And not only that, but they will testify. And they will give testimony to others, God, that their faith may be increased. And they may know that God, that others may know, that we serve the living God, the God of more than enough. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.